Good day people. I am Hira Deepika. This is Pony and Selvan episode number 1. Pony and Selvan is one of Kalki's historic novels. Kalki has let his imaginary one spin stories around some of the historical events in the life of great king Rajaraja Chola. As we all know, a Maniratnam's movie is also in the making based on this epic novel. Let's step into the novel now. Chapter 1: New Floods. Let's travel backwards a thousand years from the present. To the south of Tirumunaipadi, in between Thondai Kingdom and Chola Kingdom, and to the west of Tillai Chitrambalam, that is Chidambaram town, spreads an ocean-like reservoir. It's known as Veeranarayana Lake. In the month of August, that is Adi Avani months, when the Veeranam reservoir overflows due to the fresh floods. one will definitely recall the deeds of our ancestors with pride the ancient tamils works not only benefited themselves but also for the future generations of their sacred motherland on the 18th day of the month of adi that is on adi perukal in the evening a young warrior mounted on a horse was riding down the banks of the veeranarayana lake He was Vallavarayan Vandiyadevan belonging to the Vanar clan which is famous in the history of gallant Tamils having traveled a long distance the horse was walking slowly being worn and weary but the rider was enchanted in the beauty of the reservoir it was common for rivers of the chola kingdom to run with flood waters touching both the banks during adi month waters from the kolidam river had made the veeranarayana lake to appear like a turbulent sea with the waters from the lake the distant tracts of the countryside was also well irrigated Vandiyadevan was riding quite slowly by listening to the joyous songs of farmers who were ploughing and women who were transplanting in their fields. He was surprised to find out there were 74 floodgates for the lake. Aha, how wise of the prince Raja Aditya to build a great tank to conserve the waters of the north kaveri which were wastefully going into the sea who can be compared to his brave nobility in the battle of takolam he fought valiantly atop an elephant and claiming the title yanai mel tunjiya devar meaning he who departed for the heavens meant for the brave fighting atop an elephant The kings of Chola dynasty were remarkable in their bravery, justice, and veneration of their gods. Vandiyadevan's shoulders swelled with pride when he thought of his friendship with the Chola prince of such a dynasty and reached the southern end of Veeranarayana Lake. People of nearby villages were coming to the lake in their decorated carts as it was Adi Perukku festival. children and people of all ages were wearing new clothes and were dressed vividly 
women had decorated their braids with bunches of fragrant flowers like country cactus, chrysanthemum, jasmine, gardenia, champaka and irwachi. Families who had gathered ate the stewed rice and fancy picnic foods that they had brought in their platters of plantain flower petals. Vallavarayan stood there watching all this for a while. Some of the girls nearby sang traditional boat songs, flood songs and folk songs like Kumi and Sindh. A few others sang ballads about the bravery and fame of Chola kings. Some girls sang of Vijayalaya Chola who had fought in 32 battles and had worn his 96 body wounds like ornaments. Others sang acclaiming the bravery of his son Aditya Chola and how he constructed 64 Shiva temples all along the Kaveri from where it rose till it mingled into the sea. One of the girls sang the fame of King Aditya's son Parandaga Chola who not only conquered the Pandya, Pallava and Chera kings but also sent an army to Lanka to hoist his victory flag. Several people who were standing around the girls listened to them with rapt attention. An elderly woman noticed Vandya Devan who was sitting on his horse listening to all these songs and invited him to eat stewed rice. On seeing the young girls nearby, Vandya Devan felt embarrassed and delighted at the same time. In Vandya Devan's eyes, all those girls on the lake shore appeared like heavenly nymphs Ramba and Menaga. At the same time, he noticed a few white-colored boats with spreaded sails floating swiftly along the flow of river Vadavaru. One of the boats came forward more swiftly and reached the lake shore where the embankment turned west. Some of the well-built footmen carrying sharp and shining spears jumped onto the shores of the lake from the boat and showed people aside. People moved away quickly without being pushed away much. Vanya Devan couldn't understand any of this. He approached an elderly man by the bank and asked him about the footman's actions. The elderly man replied, Tambi, don't you know? He pointed at the flag flying in the middle of the sailboats. Seems to be like a palm tree, replied Vandiya Devan. Yes, it's a palm tree. Don't you know that the palm tree flag belongs to Paruvetarayar, replied the old man. Is it the great warrior Paruvetarayar who is coming? asked Vandya Devan in a startled voice. Vandya Devan had heard much about the Paruvetarayars. The names of the brothers, the elder Paruvetarayar and the younger Paruvetarayar were renowned from Lanka in the south to the Kalinga kingdom in the north. Paruvur, situated near the city of Urayur, was their capital. Even from the times of Vijayalaya Chola, the Paruvur family had won heroic fame. Because of the intimacy with royal family, nobility and bravery, the Paruvur clan had the distinguishing characters to carry their own pennant. 
The elder Paruvetarayar had fought in 24 campaigns and had proven there was none equal to him in the Chola kingdom. Now that he had crossed the age of 50, he no longer entered the battlefield directly, but he held eminent positions in the government of the Cholas as the head of finance and the head of food supply. He had the authority and powers to call upon any princeling, nobleman or squire and levy taxes according to the political needs. Therefore, next to Emperor Sundara Chola, he was the most powerful man in the Chola kingdom. Vandiyadevan was eager to meet such a powerful, illustrious and noble Paruvetarayar. At the same time, he recalled the words uttered in privacy by Prince Aditya Karigala at the new Golden Palace in Kanjipuram. Vandiyadeva, I know that you are brave and intelligent and that's why I am trusting you with this immense responsibility. Of the two letters I have given you, one has to be delivered to my father, the emperor, and the other to my sister, the younger Prati, Kundavai. Prati is the term referred to the princesses of the ruling house. I hear all sorts of rumours even about the senior officials of the kingdom, and so no one should realise that you are carrying letters from me. Do not get into quarrels with anyone on the way. I very well know about your courage. You should not merely avoid conflicts, but also shouldn't be involved in disputes thrust upon you. Most importantly, you should be careful about Paruvetarayas and my uncle Madhurandagar. They shouldn't get to know about your identity or about your task. The crown prince of the Chola Empire and the commander-in-chief of the northern armies, Prince Aditya Karigalar, had advised him repeatedly how to behave. And so, Vandiyadevan suppressed his desire to meet Elder Paruvetarayar. In spite of his nudging, his tired horse moved slowly. Having decided to spend the night at the Kadambur fortress of Sambuvarayar, he resolved to procure a better horse before resuming his journey the next morning. Did Vandiyadevan reach Kadambur without getting into any conflicts as planned? Let's catch upon that in the next episode. Thank you.